This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. Mysterious, all-powerful character. A problem to the police, but a crusader for law. Hey, everybody. Welcome off the rack. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. So we're going to be jumping into two major books. I'm going to do a couple of rapid-fire reviews as well, just because, like, those books came out. I recommended them. I am a man of my word. I will review those books. Those books are being reviewed. Before we jump into it, of course, we want to mention that this show is live hopefully when you're watching it. If not, you're watching on the repeat. And uh, this is for you, also for those of you who are here live. Uh, listen. for you. <laughs> no, the, the message is for you. And the <laughs> message is this. Uh, the show is sponsored by viewers like you. If you want to help us out, you can do super chats, make a comment or question here on the show. I like that premise. I like this idea. It makes it more collaborative and it allows some major audience participation. My dad suggested we make it a call-in show. I rejected it out of hand. I just was, no. But I'm gonna put you guys on the spot. I was also very happy to say we have a call-in show, and it's basically this, and it's thanks to you. I also found out that YouTube takes forty percent of every super chat. We still like hearing from you, though. I was like, "What?" It's a nice way to talk. Yeah, no, it's it's fantastic, and I have noticed that uh, the super chats do help in a big bad way. So it's like you can't even imagine. How much more would help if YouTube weren't so desperately greedy? Uh, so anyway, let's jump into some super chats before we uh, get started. But of course, if you don't know, if you're not familiar with the show, hello and welcome to Off the Rack. This is a comic book review show where we take comic books from the past week, the biggest releases, and some of the more fun indie releases. That's that's your department. <laughs> And then we recap them and review them and let you know we thought about them and then give you recommendations for books that are coming out this week we think you should pick up, which starts as soon as tomorrow. And then it goes into the next day. Yeah, I, I know. Look, listen, we want to give you plenty of time to have had an opportunity to read some of these books so you can join in on the chat. Exactly. This is not one of those channels where you're coming here to find out what happens in a free book. So let's jump into them. Oh, uh, where are we here? Uh, Brian Rowland says, Comics time. Can't wait for comic. Can't wait. Comic Pop is the best channel. Comics channel there is. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. That was wish fulfillment on my part where I said, com where I just said channel. You yeah, know. But I do agree. Best comics channel? Us. Thank you very much. Um, could we try it all, friend? Uh, There's a sound, but you can't hear it. Uh, Tanner Matheson says, After reading six issues of Hickman's Fantastic Four, I am now furious we haven't seen a well-depicted version on screen and have faith now in X-Men. Also would really love Hickman's Fantastic Four on back issues. I don't blame you. I'd like to try it, but I feel bad because like, we all know where it's going, So like, but Ben and Ethan don't. So maybe that might have something there. That's a, it'll really depend. Sure like no, I, I do the crack all the time. I just did it earlier. Yeah. But yeah, man, uh, I would love to try and do Fantastic Four on back issues. If you're not familiar, back issues, great show. Check it out. A ton of shows. Um, but yeah, uh, and hopefully, that's the thing. People are like, Hickman, X-Men, this is confusing and I hate it. And I'm like, did you read any of the Fantastic Four Avenger stuff? Did you see Secret Wars? Did you read all those amazing tie-ins? I know where this is headed. Did you read East and West? Did you read East and West? Obviously not. I mean, no. But if you did, you might notice some patterns. 
because yeah, Hickman, you know, he, he's a, he's like a graphic designer. He likes the stuff. He likes he likes to use his stuff, his he trappings. Likes his stuff to be so, used. Yeah, that's right. So uh, let's jump into a couple of sh- really quick reviews. Uh, is there anything that you were that you read this past week you want to just talk about really quick? I read Justice League Dark. Hey, how'd it go? Uh, well, I was like, we're dealing with the Upside Down Man. I was like, wow, they think this is the issue. They're going to finish it. No. <laughs> no. No, it no. wasn't. No. They, we did run into Madame Xanadu. I was like, oh, oh hey. you should be on this team. Look at you. No, she's too, she's too good for that. Mm. Although she does use some tarot cards. Tarot cards, you say? They're all the rage, I hear. They are indeed. Listen, you're dealing with magic. That's like, it's a you, common... Madame Xanadu in and of itself uses tarot cards as part of her shtick. Fine. It's just, it was just funny. I was like, I would ah! argue she uses them more than the X-Men. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, uh-huh. it was good. It, it, it continues to be a solid book. Good. Uh, I think they're going to go in a... We'll see. Like Right now, the big thing is like you have to make him believe. Mm. Like, cause like magic's about belief. Oh, like how a magician like convinces you, like yes. he's doing what it's all about belief and this whole thing. It's like Kaiser Soze, like oh, it's all been, it's all Zatara's plan. Oh, yeah, he knew. Okay, so we'll see how this turns out. Well, he that was set up. Yeah, but like now it's like really like John Constantine's like oh, oh, all right, got it, cool, 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 yeah. all right. So nice. They're all together now, and uh, you know we're we're dealing with it. Great. There was like a little last page, like oh, oh crap, oh good. no. <laughs> all right. That's not good for one of our characters. Mm. Hopefully they'll recover from that. Probably. You probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hats Beetle just finished Gail Simone's run on Red Sonia. Must say I'm a Red Sonia fan now. Can't wait to see what you guys have to offer today. Thank you very much. Hats off to you, Beetle. Uh, let me tell you something. If you like Red Sonia, you got to go over to Bardic Broadcasts over on yeah. YouTube and watch his review of the Red Sonia. I don't remember what it is. I think it's Diamond Select Statue, sure. uh, where he will get into it. Not yeah. just about the statue review, but he gets into the lore, the mythology. Watch all of his videos. You've probably seen his Hero Quest video by now, but More he's, than likely. he's a friend and he makes some great really, stuff. He's a nice guy. He's, he's hilarious. Such a <clears throat> yeah. He's also like super smart. Like, he's just a super smart dude, and you're, like, sitting there, you're talking to him, and you're like, oh, I, I am, am so out of my depth yeah, right now. I am not prepared for this conversation. Not prepared. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's fascinating. He's also a big Conan fan. He is a great Conan fan. So if, you ever, if, you're, if you're like, I want to get into Conan, I need to know whose opinion to, <laughs> to model after. Well, because he, you know what it is, though? Like, he talks more a lot about the art, which is mm-hmm. so interesting, because it's like, this dude, it's like. It's a book. Like. Yeah, Bardic Broadcast Man, like, loves. The Bard. The bard loves um, art. Yes, he does. And like, you know, really like keys in on a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, Ethan Ainsworth, I've uh, been watching since 2014 or 15. Thanks for being my favorite channel and for being such cool people. Thank you, Ethan. Well, we can thank you for the one. That being your favorite channel. Yeah. Being cool people. I don't know. I'll take it. I'm thank you. Are we cool? Uh, no, well, I've never been. So nope. I'll take Ethan's word on it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and thank you for being here for so long, man. Lucky to have you. Yes. Rosh Patel. Hey, guys. After reading Ten of Swords, creation number one, anxiously awaited for this show. Side note, furious at YouTube about the Super Chats cuts. Me too. I only just discovered it. It's been happening the whole time. So really, all I'm doing is just shining a light on the transparency of their gra- of their greed. But uh, we're doing... It still helps the show in a big, bad way. In fact, uh, in, one, in a better way than the ads do. So thank you. Uh, and also, of course, Lyndon Stewart, just sending some love to my friends in my phone. Thanks for all you do. Thank you, Lyndon. We're in your phone! 
We are in your phone. We're in your pocket. You can take us with you. Uh, so there's a couple other reviews I want to give really quick. Uh, Daredevil 22 from uh, Chip Zdarsky, this time with art by Francesco Mobili. Uh, part two of an arc, Truth or Dare. Uh, it's very good. Where's Chichetto? Uh, he's probably like resting his drawing hand or doing other things, which he has every right to do because he's awesome. Um, I You can feel Chichetto's absence in this book. It's still serviceable. still does a nice job. I'm sure it'll be fine. It's it is like, fine. It's like when, like for me, like Ram V took over fully for Tynan. Like initially, like they were yeah. working together for a bit. And it was fine. And then when he was like, God, I was like, oh God, it's yeah, you wrong. Really felt it's all bad. The and then like an issue or two later, I was like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and we're fine. Right, right, right. But it was, it was a good issue. Good. It just, it lacked that Chichetto flair. Uh, deceased... Hope at World's End Chapter 10 from Tom Taylor and Marco Fiella. It's the uh, it's the digital exclusive series that kind of like retcons, add some stuff. So you can skip this. It's just a waste of your money. It's like, it, take, it took me maybe like four and a half minutes to read. I was like, oh, damn, how much did I spent on this? I think it was like more than a dollar. Pass. I legitimately didn't see that coming. You've been like just championing. It's a it's a fantastic series, a fantastic universe. It's And Taylor has been the steward of the entire thing. This issue, I was just like, oh, yeah, I got to check out Hope World's End. Every, uh, every chapter has been fun. And this had some fun elements in it, but like... I was I was very aware of how short it was. I was aware I was reading a comic now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and of course, Immortal She-Hulk from Al Ewing and John Davis Hunt. Check right. that out. One shot. Uh, this is basically, if you want to know how Ewing is going to shoehorn She-Hulk back into the mythology after not using her in any way, uh, he does a masterful job doing it. Davis Hunt's work is good, but it ain't Wildstorm. It isn't even the other book that's coming out from Valiant Comics. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about. I guess I can. Shadow Man? He's... I've seen some amazing stuff from him. This is good. And there's some, there's some standout moments in it, but it's just... It doesn't have that punch that I was really hoping for. Sal's review of this is just, John Davis Hunt does not punch me in the face. No, it's still good. Good stuff. <laughs> It's and and it's a it's a this could have easily been like a four issue series or a six issue series with all the stuff they added. Yeah. Or explained. Mm -hmm. And instead, one book. Thank you. Oh, okay, so they didn't decompress it. They did not. Nice. It's just there and okay. you can just go buy it. Uh so that worked out fantastic. Hot. Um That's it. So now we're gonna talk this about the two show. big books. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for coming. So we're gonna talk about the two biggest books that came out this past week. Um, Where do you want to start? I think we should start with Speed Metal because it'll, be, it'll it. be faster. Okay. Uh, ha! This is... Uh, I didn't even mean to do that. It's from uh, Josh Williamson uh, with art by Eddie Barrows. Uh, Aber Ferrer... Aber Ferreira? Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. It was Eddie Barrows on art and I think uh, uh, Howard Porter did the cover. Yes. So... This is the issue that we've heard a lot about. I remember them talking, and I, I, I understand it's like kind of in conjunction with the most recent issue of The Flash. Mm -hmm. I did not pick up that issue, uh, and I don't think I really needed to. Um, but this is basically just, it's a Flash issue that also very much deepens and explains what The Flashes would have been up to in the Death Metal book. But we have Joshua Williamson, who, of course, loves respects and has reverence for the flash family and mm -hmm. for the flash any iteration of it and uh so you get it's it's literally just a flash book here's a flash book 
and exp- and just justifying why they're dressed the way they are and mm-hmm. where they are in death metal chapter four or whatever whatever next issue is yeah it's a little bit of a flashback oh, oh it is. <laughs> yeah, it's just not about. i just really wanted to say that yeah no i mean it's kind of a flashback but uh <laughs> it had a couple of standout moments but we'll talk about that uh just in general uh this issue is just so the flashes run uh jay gary wally I mean, if you're reading a flashback... Jay Wally Barry, sorry. Yeah, like, you better... That's what you're in for. Yeah, it's a flashback. You're in for running. Yeah, that's all they're doing. Well, and that's the premise. I remember even when Scott and I talked about it, he was like, it's... it's they just... It's just they're running. They run. But it's important. And no, and they, it's not like they just run. They talk, and they plan, and they're yes. trying to figure out how to... to, to solve this issue that they mm-hmm. have of like burning up the speed force because yes. as they run of course the speed force is burning itself out because it's, there's very little of it left um yep so it's like what are we what are we gonna do you can't, you can't keep running they literally can't keep running forever exactly they've actually put the flashes in a position where it's like running's all we do and that's not gonna work yes <laughs> and that's all we can do so yeah. we must come up with something else yeah this also has that moment that williamson mentioned on one of our shows uh, that I liked a lot mm-hmm. and um, forgot about until it happened, which was basically just like, you have Wally and Barry and their button heads because they've been butting heads since DC Editorial, who is no longer with us, uh, said, no, uh, marginalize Wally, put him away, make him not relevant, make him not matter, mm-hmm. do anything you can with him that doesn't impact Barry and his story. Or if it's going to turn into an event or something. Right. Which, of course, they did and made it Flash War. Which is like a controversial story, uh, of course, being like the fact that Wally would never fight Barry. Uh, but Barry and Wally have like conflicting ideologies and I got some major Civil War vibes from it. They're, they're little like, Wally has an idea about how they can solve it. Barry is just like, well, why don't we just run though? Um, this is also a great issue for me because I got into comics while Wally was the Flash. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really had a lot of reverence for the Flashes. I got it. And it was funny because the other characters and the universe that he came from had reverence for Flashes. Right. So as a result, I de facto did. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like how like a kid growing up in their country like has reverence for the founding fathers of their country. You're like, oh, I, I, I don't know them personally and I don't have any personal stake in what they did, but I right. understand their contributions and I recognize that like my grandpa loves them. Mm-hmm. So I guess I have reverence for them too like right, i inherited right. reverence for the flashes so here we go here's some flashes and uh so for me i was always like oh good for like good for flash wally whatever i know wally has a real problem with the fact that barry's not around mm-hmm. but like buddy he died in 86 like <laughs> i i never even read a single barry allen book right, by the time right. i came across you wally so what are you complaining about just be flash yes and in fact he did but thankfully you know wally had a lot of like really terrific writers on his run particularly mm-hmm. mark wade kind of like informing the, the character yes there's a long way of saying just like hey uh you know wally hasn't had well he had a lot of justice given to him for like 20 years mm-hmm. and then the latter half of 20 years he has not and so we're given this kind of like weird interaction between Barry and Wally where like the two of them have conflicting ideologies and they've conflicting uh, approaches. Wally has a plan. Wally has ideas. And Wally is like, I've been like, he doesn't say it, but he's basically like, listen, I was flashed for a lo- for a long time, Barry. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. even though like, I don't even know how much time has been allotted back to me since rebirth. Like, I've been doing this. I should be able to be trusted to do to come up with a plan for mm-hmm. us. Um, 
Barry continues to be a dick, but instead of them fighting, they shake hands and they get over it. Um, of course, then we get some context like for it for Jay, who's been out of the game for a long time. And Jay Garrick is like, what? There was a flash event where you fought? Then he smacks him in the heads and he's like, flashes don't fight. And that yeah. was the Williamson line. And I was like, oh, I remember Williamson really liked that line. And I'm like, that's cute. That's a sweet line. And then for no reason, they get like struck by lightning and have to look like metal characters. Yeah, it's because the Batman and Laugh is like, his, he's corrupting them. Yes. And, like, you know, this is like his influence being felt on it. Like yeah, Exactly, exactly. Well, because of course, Wally uh, uses a formula that uses the speed force or like almost taps out the entire strength of the speed force to freeze the army of zombies zombie flashes and the darkest night slash batman who laughs is chasing mm -hmm. after them so they can buy themselves some time right because they're like listen we're gonna burn out the speed force anyway i well, might as well use this yeah. equation well the the batman who laughs kind of like up the game by bringing the the dark flashes, flashes. in because yes. they are also burning up the, the speed, speed force. force yes that's true we're just zombies and also a joker one yeah well they're they're like from they're from the dark multiverse so it's like it's and dark multiverse Batman one yeah this is like the ver this is like the batman but with flash yeah it's like, not red death but also some of them are just zombies yeah they're just black as night zombies or just regular it's kind zombies. of a collection of things exactly smattering of, of bad guys but essentially wally's like we got to run through them we got to take the fight to them blast through them get to on get to the other side yeah because they've got a goal yes uh so after some hemming and hawing they get through them and they do it and they end up uh in this like kind of like nebulous space well, no, they, okay, so they stop the Speed Force. Yes. And then they go inside the Hall of Flashes, because, like, Kid Flash shows up. He's mm -hmm. like, hey, guys. Yeah. Where where you been? Yeah. And then he's like, I, yeah, I picked you guys up in the Speed Force. And now it's like, oh, good. Now there's another Flash burning, burning up, up the, the Speed, speed Force. Force. Cool. So they all go in, into the Hall of Flashes. Yes. And they're just, they're, they're trying to figure out what they're going to do. And, like, essentially, like, Barry's like, you know what? Like, you've been, like like following me this whole i totally get it like i'm always in charge like even yeah. though you were the flash like yeah for a long time like, I'm like you've always been following me yeah and, so. and like even when i was like gone you really were yeah i'm like you know i, I get it like i'm I'm cool and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> also i love in the hall of flashes how there's like an aobard aobard thorn like yeah a thorn um thorn. like statue like, just being like, like ah! yeah with like, they're like, rage. They're like yeah. hang on we gotta we gotta immortalize this this moment, moment. In, in Thon's like fall. Like, right. People go and obviously like take a picture in front of it. Yeah. Like, and they're like, oh, I defeated him. Yeah. And you can pretend like you're punching him in the dick or right? something. You're just, I like, would. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Oh no, my dick. No. Um, but like Wally's like, okay, so I think I got it. Like, I think I figured it out. Cause like, here's the thing. We can't outrun them. Right. We, we just straight up can't do that. And so like, what are we going to do? Because like, we can't let them get the rest of the, like, anti-crisis energy that, that Wally have. is exuding from his Dr. Manhattan form. Yeah, but he's like, I also can't use it anymore, which is a key point for later on. Yes. He's like, what we need to do is we need, need to get to the Mobius chair because it's like, I sat in it before yep. and like, when I did, the Batman and Laughs tried to take it from me and he was reject rejected. So he's going to try it again now. Yes. Now that he's transformed, he's going to try it again to see if he can't like utilize the chair exactly if he does it's kind of like game over for them mm -hmm. there's a lot of like instances in which it's game over for them <laughs> yes so the plan is literally just to run through them all like yep. they're just like oh let's run back because we have to go into the castle where all the batmen are yep and like get to the mobius the chair. chair and like barry's like this is a bad idea but fine let's do this they get transformed and then so kid flash jay wally and barry all just hit the ground yep. running <laughs> uh. and they run through them um and like initially the batman laughs was like you know oh like he oh unfreezes yeah and he's like um oh, sorry the darkest night is like ho ho like you know i'll like you know find them and like they're like oh they're running at us okay cool i think i see what you're doing here mm -hmm. 
So he sends them everyone after them. Um, they they kill Clayface or not Clayface? Bat I don't know if they Clay. kill him. Batface, Bat, Claybat. They just punch him. They punch him. He's down. Um, then they run into a bunch of the Robins. Yes. And that's where Jay gets tripped up. Mm-hmm. Like he goes to run over them and, and can't do it. He had been injured earlier though, mm-hmm. so like it was kind of obvious. Well, he was weaker to like the speed force is diminishing, so he was slower. Yeah, than he's like I'm old. Yeah. I'm old. Yeah. So like he like trips up and then it's just like I'll hold them back. Go. Yeah. And you, and then this becomes the thing. And you're like, oh, we're book. doing that. We're doing. Yeah. Well, each this is, each this flash. Is, this is the Sailor Moon moment. Yeah. Like, you know, all the scouts are. It's okay. All spoilers of them. for the end of the first arc for Sailor Moon, by the way. <laughs> well, you know, here's the difference though. Those guys actually die. Yeah, the Sailor Moons do. <laughs> yeah. The Sailor um, Scouts. The Scouts is. die. Um. Anyway. Uh. So then, uh, Kid Flash also was like, I can't keep up with you guys. It's funny because earlier he says like, I always wanted to race you old timers. Yeah. He's like I figure. Oh, know. it turns out I actually. Well, I think he was saying that just like yeah, it's just like a nervous thing. It's he's fun. like, I'm gonna die. Yeah. Right. Um, so we so might he's as like, well. I'm gonna go back for for Jay. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he goes back. And then it's just like, you know, the darker side's like, oh, ha, 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 yep. ha, like, it's just two of you left. Who's gonna, who's next? Yes. Who am I gonna get next? And Barry, like, is like, okay, you're right, like, we can't, like, run faster than him, and yep. the Speed Force is dying, and you can't tap into your anti-crisis energy, but what you can do is take mine. Yeah. And so he gives him his Speed Force. That's right. And so, like, it, it gives him just enough for Wally to, like, shoot ahead. Mm-hmm. And like, and as Wally's shooting ahead, yeah, his costume begins to change, which was really cool. It was a really cool moment, yeah, where he transforms into the Flash. Yeah, he becomes the Flash that we remember. He even gets the costume we remember. Yeah. This is not a New Fifty Two version, and I really like the idea. And I, I can't believe they never explored this idea because Barry pretty much just got the new 52 flash costume like they knew they changed when they made barry the de facto flash they, mm-hmm. they knew 52 to him mm-hmm. and they gave him like piping and lines and more lightning and crap and they just left the old costume because it's old it's old and busted mm-hmm. but new i lo- but mm-hmm. i really like the idea of giving the flash suit to wally this mm-hmm. does not last no but it's really cool and i think it's something that they should continue to do but like you were the Flash mm-hmm. for the modern age. Post-crisis, you're the freaking Flash. So you get to look like the Flash. Yeah. But he gets his, he becomes Flash as a result of like, you know, yep. the sacrifice of the other Flashes. Yep. And, you know, he's reminded of all the things that like give him hope and stuff. Mm-hmm. Barry and Linda and all that other stuff. So he gets and the, the Flash ch- family. Yeah, and the Flash family. So he gets to the chair and he obviously flips the bird to the darkest night. I so night. thought he, I was like, oh cool, he flipped it. Oh wait, no, that's the, he's throwing up. No, the he horns. obviously flips the bird and then editorial's like, no, he has to give the horns. Yes. I'm sure Williamson, Williamson's a ball player. Like, and I don't mean like baseball, I mean like inside baseball. So like, yeah. I'm sure that it was never the middle finger, but I'm sure he wanted it to be. Yeah. And instead he was like, ho ho, I'm going to get in on the, Z- uh, on the, on the Scott Snyder metal train and have him like flip the horns. Yeah. Something no one would ever do in this context, but it's still a fun little moment. Right. What's funny is like the way in which the pinky is colored, uh-huh. it blends like very much into his suit. Completely. And so it very much looks like he's just like- Flipping the like, bird. It's just like, like boom. Oh. It's a cool moment. And uh, and it's fun. So he flips him off and then he just like descends. Yeah. Like he's just, and it's sad because he's like, I'm falling into the speed force. Yep. And, again. Like, again. I'm, and like, I, I hopefully I'll be able to find my way back, but like, if not, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Like, I, I did it. Yeah, like I, I got rid run. of the chair, and that's what matters. Mm-hmm. Even though my plan was to get the chair to Wonder Woman, this is a close second. <laughs> exactly, getting it away from the Batman who yeah. has. So 
The Darkest Night. Yes, thank you. So he, uh, he, he, instead of falling into or being succumbing to the Speed Force, instead he is retrieved by the entire Flash family. Yeah. And they're basically just like, no, we came to you. We, we brought you back. And we see that literally the entire Flash family has no, united. No, they pulled, they pulled... Him back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, yeah. So, but like, because he got into the chair. Yes. Like, it was able to pull the other, like, the... Like, the Flash Jay family. and Barry and, and... And Wallace out of the fire. Yes. Yeah. And so, like, they were screwed, but then, like, that was able to give them, I guess, that connection. Mm-hmm. And so, he's like, oh. Yeah. So, we get to see Wally uh, re-reunited with his wife and children... And he gets to meet up with Max Mercury. And just like we get this big, like celebratory, you know, cathartic. The flashes are reunited finally. Yes. And they give him the hope and inspiration he needs. He regrettably changes his costume from flashback well, he, into freaking. He says he needs it. Because, I know. Like... But we know why. But he needs, yeah, he needs it because he's going to go back. Yeah. And he's going to he's going to help make Wonder Woman's plan happen. Yeah. So basically, like. You know, he feels bad. He's just like, you know, Barry and Jay, do you mind will you come with me? Mm -hmm. Because, like, everyone else, we're going to need you, and you'll know. Yes, you'll know when we need you, but so like, stay on guard. Literally, when we come back, like, the Darkest Night will immediately know that we're back. Yes. And be looking for us. Exactly. And, like, we got to get this chair to him, which is funny, because they just run off. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how are they going to get the chair? I guess it's following them. Oh, it and is. And it's they, following them. <laughs> just, it's yeah. connected to him through yes, his lightning. Exactly. So. Well, or his anti-crisis energy. Uh, yeah. Well, I call it lightning because it's strong like that. Well, it is strong. <laughs> it is lightning, though. So uh, if you're like, what? but like, what does this do for Dark Knight's Metal? Absolutely nothing. It gives context for what the flashes went through. Well, yeah, and like they were in the book, and like he's definitely a key player, and yeah. I'm sure the Mobius share is going to come in to in into play at some point. I'm sure of that. Um so I, I don't know. I mean like I would say I, I don't know if it's like, you know, like, oh you have to read this, but like considering the fact that like the Flash has been like um, a part of this, considering like the the concept of like you know Doctor Manhattan being involved at one point or another, you know what I mean with like the energies and yeah. like the fact that Dark Knight uh, is this know, the book? Oh god, yeah. uh, combined with a Bruce who became Doctor Manhattan, and, you know what I mean? Like there is a tie there for sure, Absolutely. between these characters and and this. So I, well, I, and I, they all play a role, and they're yeah. really important for flash wally barry to do what they're going to do yeah it's important and fundamental to wonder woman's plan yes is this the book where darkest darkest night says something like is it true that a flash has to die in every crisis yes which is another great line he's chasing them mm -hmm. yeah and he's like and like i'm like ah ha, ha, ha. Uh -huh. i mean yes yes and you're they, not you're not wrong you're not wrong though wally not... died in uh, zero hour so <laughs> but yeah it's so, ha 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 you're very funny dark tonight yeah, yeah. working on your type five constantly <laughs> but it was a uh, it was i liked the issue i thought the art was excellent mm -hmm. and uh and, and evocative of emotions despite like not necessarily being the world's biggest flash fan yeah i appreciated what was there and i enjoyed the story for what it was right. and it didn't feel egregious i gotta give it to flash artists because like they're constantly drawing so much motion yes you know what i mean and it's hard to convey that it in static be. imagery yeah yeah for sure and like to make it look interesting time and time again you know and like i'm not i i admittedly i'm not a huge flash reader um no so every time i check in i'm just like you just gotta give it to them you yeah know? like it's not an easy gig no no it must not be um so there you go i guess i'd recommend it you know if you're if you're looking for uh you know deepening chapter for dark knight i'd probably say no but if you're interested in flashes 
and you want to like if you want to kind of like bomb in on like a family reunion that you weren't invited to i'd say definitely check it out because it is kind of like that feeling you're it like is. hey i'm here yeah this seems like fun right hey who made these capers these things are great capers like, yeah well, you know, canapes. Canapes. That's it. Canapes. <laughs> uh, Scarlet Hottie says, "Can't you think of any? Can't think of anything funny to say? So here's five dollars for YouTube's best power couple. Thank Aww, you very much, Scarlet. Thank Hottie. you. Uh, Appreciate we, that. Thank you very much. Uh, Darcello or Orphis says, "Did Hickman retcon Avengers versus X Men? The M Day was resolved there, but the mutants act like it's still a problem, and Wanda is the devil. Much love from Sao Paulo, Brazil. You guys are my favorite channel. Thank you very much, Marcelo." Uh, Okay, so no, he didn't. I don't think he retconned it so much as it's it's more like, yes, it was undone, kind of, except it really wasn't because it wasn't that like the mutants got their powers back. It's that new mutants were able to be created as a result of the Phoenix Force power from Avengers versus X-Men. Right. The original, some of the original, original mutants either got their powers back, albeit with a problem from Vision during Son of M. Yeah. Or uh, they just did because editorial was like, I don't remember that. Who cares? Right. Um, but... Hickman is trying to give a plot reason as to why literally every mutant that has ever been is back. Right. Uh, and the Wanda thing isn't so much that he that he forgot that Wanda was redeemed for it as much as he's like, no, if you annihilate an entire race of people, it doesn't matter what you do to try and make recompense for it. When they create their own like sex island, they're going to make you a, a, a boogeyman. Yeah, especially when we see like mutants on Krakoa who are depowered yes who have to fight who have to fucking get killed by galact or uh, apocalypse, apocalypse yeah in order to fight. earn their powers back yeah, yeah yeah i'd be pretty pissed at wanda too despite right. what she was trying to do and of course we also got like a fun reverse of house of m in the avengers uh, i'm sorry the x-men empire times yeah yeah with like with zombies yeah she's not really helping herself out no she doesn't help she, even though she was trying to make it better and like good on dr strange for being like stop stop just doing stop. it stop to, just let it go just yeah. don't it, don't team up with the x-men anymore listen i know i shouldn't be saying anything because i did damnation right but but no one liked that <laughs> people liked that no one read it though they 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 no nobody read that i I'm, i wasn't a fan but I, I, I do believe there were fans okay well <laughs> both of you are very excited uh patrick lawson giving money to wonderful people thank you very much patrick let me know who they are and um thank you <laughs> we're lucky to have you thank you very bad thank you patrick uh so let's jump in as ten of swords or x oh, of swords oh yeah that's right yeah no thanks a lot for watching everybody we'll see you guys next week no ten of swords uh i, I have my my physical yes yeah. uh, which is a wraparound i believe it's ed brisson it is a wraparound that's why i got this one because i like wraparounds yeah for covers I and swords I, and so who doesn't oh listen who does not like a sword I and love swords. The credits page is like, here it is. Yeah. Here it is. Cover artist. It's not. He's not on here. Hmm. It's Brooks. It's Brooks. Mark Brooks. Thank you. I was like, who the, who the hell am I it thinking of? It says it right here. Yeah. Derp. It says it right there. Anyway. Well, Ta-da. We're ta -da. here, folks. We've made it. 22 parts. Here's the first one. Yep. And if you're Rob Liefeld, you think that sucks. Well, whatever. But you know what? I think I could draw feet better. So I, I didn't want. I was like like that close to giving a low blow to to Liefeld. That'd be a low blow, Liefeld. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? Now let's let it go. Yeah. Um. Well. Here it is. We, we've we've made it to the first of possible many things to come out yeah. of. You know, 
X-Men. I heard somebody reference this as like the infinity for the X-Men saga, because of course, like Hickman did Avengers and New Avengers and set up Secret Wars and stuff, but he didn't just jump from Fantastic Four Avengers to Secret Wars. He also did a couple of events. Time runs out mm-hmm. and Infinity. Infinity was the big one. It was like the the universe spanning event that people were like, holy shit. And then he's like, you ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah. yeah. I think this is the you ain't seen nothing yet. I could see that. Chapter. I could Still, see that. Still, 22 parts, but 22. how many GD books from the X-Men like line are there? It kind of makes sense. It's like when Maximum Carnage came out, going back a ways, 25 yeah, yeah. years, but like it was 14 parts in like 1995. Right. And it's like, Back then, that was a big ask, but there were five Spider-Man titles. Yeah, no, it's true. And I'm sure like, we'll see how this all goes. Because the fact is what we get out of this first, like this like double size, triple massive size. Massive book. It's, I think it's 60 something pages. Yeah. So it's like triple. Right. Like the the, the length of a, of a book. Um, Indicates to me that a lot more is going to happen in this than we might have originally thought, considering that this kicks off with like where I was like, oh yeah, this is kind of like what this is going to be all about. Right. No. 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 Like we're just get into it. Yeah, I really expected this to be more set up, especially because it's not for me. It's not clear, and it really should okay, be. I thought it was very. Clear. No, I just mean the like what is Ten of Swords? How many parts? And I knew it's 22 parts, but it's like, when does it start? It starts right here. It starts right now. <laughs> and it starts right now. So this really is just the straight up This is the first one. This first is number, part. This is the first part of it right here. Uh, Ten of Swords creation number one. Here it is. First part of the 22 parts. There were books that led up to this, which could might've helped to contextualize what is what's going on in here for you. But that was up to you if you chose to read it or not. You right. know what I mean? Like, they definitely tried to give you everything you might have needed in here. But they didn't spell it out. Kind of. They just gave you some context in the in the form of stories that most people that I heard were complaining about it being confusing or boring. So, this and this book makes no attempt no, but to explain to you, like when you could have like how to fill in the gaps yes but there were some of the book all right so like i've been reading excalibur and in the back you know he always has that timeline of like what's to come like these like infographics here yes right there were ones that like marked itself as like the road to yes swords and so like that was your indicator if you were reading that page what you might want to pick up if you wanted to like get everything prior to reading this that's right um is that the right way to do that? I, I don't know. I can't tell you. I can't tell I you. I would think that if anybody knows how to sell an event or yeah. to per- market it to its readers, it would be Jonathan Hickman. And yet, like, and I think that part of this, like, I think that, I think that we'd have a, a, a vehement audience of defenders of this event if this had Captain America in it. And I think that, like, part of the issue is how diametrically different this status quo is for X-Men than any other status quo for X-Men. Sure. And so for a lot of people... Who are like, I just kind of want it to be like the cartoon show. Rob Liefeld included, by the way. And the sure. other reason why I bring him up is because like sure. he was very vocal on Twitter about like complaining about this and the status quo and the the mythology surrounding it and the approach. He's like, this is not X-Men. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, he's not wrong. Sure. Because like a lot of people are like, I want X-Men to be this, that, and the other thing. And in fact, you're they're not alone in their own right. Kurt Busick wrote in to Marvel back when he was a fan and was like, Phoenix isn't X-Men. This isn't about the X-Men. The X-Men don't get, go into space. The X-Men don't fight gods like that are cosmic monsters. They are about social injustices and they are like superheroes, boots on the ground. Sure. And it's like, listen, the X-Men's a lot of stuff. 
and the X-Men can be a lot of stuff or something totally different from what it was 20 years ago. Right. For a little while. Yeah. There was a time when they were victims of the Inhumans. Does anyone want to remember that? I mean, but it happened and it was part of the lineage. Um, and I don't, be- I'm not, I don't want to, I don't like the reason why I'm bringing it up is because I don't want to say, I don't want to sound like I'm hating on Weifeld. It's more like he represents a vocal amount of fans who are like what even is this sure and i and i can i can totally and i get that i too. get that like I, i'm not gonna like say like oh my god it's just because blah. no 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 i get that I right totally, i totally and, understand and, that and and like if i were to be just explained what this was if someone just told me what this was and i didn't read it yeah i would probably be in this similar situation i'd legitimately be like Egyptian gods and random like sex cults and egg babies and secret islands that are talking a cipher like I don't want that right but and if I, you jump in and you like read it yeah and you know you keep your ear to the ground and you hear the rumblings of oh right Hickman's gonna do a crazy ass event because if you remember if you ever follow this channel I was not a big fan of Hickman's Avengers or New Avengers right and I was like this is this is rough for me right but Secret Wars was freaking dynamite so and it was for everybody it was so I think that well, there's room for all I, of it for for sure and for me i guess my approach to this like feeling like x-men comes from the level of like convolutedness yes and drama right. and so while maybe it doesn't hit on all of the notes that folk are used to there's a lot here that i'm like this feels very x-men the now. x-men are nothing <laughs> if not convoluted and dramatic yes. melodramatic yes because yeah what else is x-men but a freaking soap opera it is. for most of you your introduction to x-men was a cartoon show that was straight up just days of our lives but with some powers no, it, it is and like you know if you've ever picked up like a 90s x title and you just if you just open just up, open up. <laughs> and you're like okay there's a lot to unpack on a lot oh, of these pages. Oh, one of multiple man's multiples is in a relationship and yes. he, like, oh, oh no. Right, and so, like, I have a feeling that the folk who are used to reading those are now feeling what a lot of people might have felt during that time period. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, no. And like, were they doing it wrong back then, too? Well, or no, is it more would, just, like, the nature of having that, a thousand cast members? And I, and I don't think it's wrong. Like, I don't think it's wrong to embrace the number of characters you have if you can keep it all straight. If the writer can keep it all straight... Go for it. And I'm sure he has a massive chart that makes... Yeah, and if people want to read it, great. Well, hopefully, But yeah. here we are. So, Tenosaurs. Tenosaurs. Um, we saw, like, the intro to this in the last issue of X-Men, where it was, like, Apocalypse. <laughs> Apocalypse, what are you doing? Yeah. Which is what Excalibur was. Mm-hmm. Um, Apocalypse is trying to... At the end of the day, Apocalypse wants to get his four horsemen, his kids, his wife, and Arako back. back. That's it. That's, that's unmake his mistake. Hashtag goals. Yeah. Apocalypse wants to unmake his greatest mistake. Yep. Which, ironically, you never knew because it didn't exist before Hickman showed up. Sure, which I kind of think he's got like one mistake. And I'll take that. He's got one regret. And it's like a thousand years old. No regrets. No regrets for Apocalypse. Um, and so that's kind of where, 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 where we're at. You yeah. Know, we, we saw this kind of, you know, leading up to this where it's like, back in the day... Krakoa was a thing. Yep. They were under attack by an evil army and Apocalypse and like his like other like first mutants Mm -hmm. and the horsemen and his wife went to fight them after Krakoa was split in twain via a sword that was held by one of the enemy. Was that the Twilight Blade? Yeah. Um, Arako, which was was actually the name of, oh no, it was Or... Or... 
Okraco. It's backwards. Okara. Okara. I'm like, it's just, if you just remember, it's like, it's like yeah, Ekans. So, <laughs> yeah. So, like, literally, so the context is there was a con- there was a land called Okara. Okara, it was... Apocalypse ruled it. Yep. I ruled it, whatever. Or lived on it or yeah, whatever. It was split in two to Krakoa and Arako. Arako was... To banish a big army. Yes. Arako was, had, was, had this big army on it, and they sent it away in order to keep them there. A bunch of his mutant followers, his children, the four horsemen, and... His, his wife, wife went in and that was that. And yeah. And we, we, there was in the last issue, they were like, maybe apocalypse didn't mean for them to get trapped in there. Maybe he trapped them in there to save his own skin. Yeah. Maybe he was too scared to go himself or whatever. It doesn't, all that matters is that's what happened. That they're trapped in there and they've been there for a long, long time. Yeah. We re- like in a, in a few issues ago in X-Men, um, a, a Krakoa started making like a beeline for, for like a little tiny like island that had shown up, but like randomly. Yep. And it like it reattached to it and it was Araco. And yes. we're like, oh, that's all of Araco. And it turns out, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. Um we we find out that um Summoner. Yes. The uh, white guy. The the all white dude who showed up and like played a, a random game with Rock Slide. Yes. Um, um basically had come from this other place. And when he came, a part of Araco came with him. Yes. And so that is what dropped in. So they want to get the rest of Araco back. Mm-hmm. And so like Summoner, as it turns out, is Apocalypse's grandchild. Yep. One of like one of his kids got busy, mm-hmm. hopefully with another mutant that wasn't <laughs> one of his other kids. Right. I guess it doesn't matter. Whatever for them. They don't they don't care. Uh, so, maybe mutant power is not having birth defects. So in the last issue of X-Men, um, Summoner... Unis and Banshee were going back through the through the uh, through the ex- external the, the external gate. Yes, which is a gate that was opened in Excalibur. Yep. And uh, Excalibur has been covering Apocalypse and a team of mutants, including Betsy Braddock, um, who has become Captain Britain, and their exploits in Otherworld, which is a which <laughs> is another area, another like dimension. Yep. That is historically kept safe by Brian Braddock, Captain Britain, um, which has is like Avalon, where yes. you have like Morgan Le Fay and, and Merlin and all that happening there. Um, but it's also like the hub of like the multiverse. Right. Right. So Apocalypse had been working his machinations to get Jamie Braddock, um, Monarch, to be in charge of Avalon, one of the regents there, mm-hmm. and work his way in towards the, the Starlight Citadel. Right. Using his team of like Rogue and Gambit and Betsy. They ended up playing into his hands in order to grow a gate at the Starlight Citadel. There technically is a gate in Avalon, but they needed a different type of gate. Yes. Like built there. And so Apocalypse used a Krakoan flower, Richter, and he killed off many of the externals in order to make this gate. Mm -hmm. So that's where this gate comes from. Um... So they sent through the gate. Following along, Summoner yeah. led the charge. Summoner led the charge, and like we basically find out that like Summoner comes back with just Banshee, who's yep. ex- exceptionally hurt. Yep. Right. What happened is, is they entered into, and this is where for some people I think it got it confusing. Like, right. where is everything in relation to everything else? There that was, was a, my little there's a complaint sweet, as well. Like circle map. Yes, it's an actual like map. But there's, it's like a thing. It's an infographic that's in there and explains how this all works. At the center of it is the Starlight Citadel. Yes. In the main circle and the external gate. And then it kind of builds out from there to show you other world, right? Right. And the idea is Avalon is where the gate 
way to Krakoa is, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, in theory, the only way you could get to Otherworld is if you were Captain Britain. Right. right. I mean, you could, like, use your powers to get use there. Use your magic. But how is a mutant going to get there? Well, they need a Krakoan gate, which they built in Avalon. So Avalon now leads us to Krakoa, which is that tiny circle that leads us to Earth. One is Earth, and then two, I believe that's, no, it's three. Three, three is, um is Krakoa, and then the number below that is the gate, and it leads into 11, which is Avalon, yep. right? Cool. On the other side of this, this like it's all, This is always kind of like that as above, so below kind of thing. Yep. On the bottom part, the big circle down there is Amand, which is the dimension where the, the armies came from. Right. That's where the evil people came That's from. That's where the... the... O- the where, where Okara was split from, where like, like that army came from, mm-hmm. that's, that's them. Right. That's that lower circle. Yeah. The smaller circle there is the external gate. The four? And Araka. Oh, sorry. That's Araka. And then... Yes. Yeah. And then above that is the external gate, which leads us... No, it's not. It's a rift. It's a rift. Okay. So Araka has a rift that they busted through. Yes. Essentially. The, the armies of whatever busted through this rift into the bottom part of Otherworld. And basically, they're working... They're trying to get to the start of the city. Yeah. They're like, so, we, we need this because it lets us hit, hit up the multiverse and like we're looking for apocalypse. Exactly. And so like that's clearly how we're going to do this because we don't know anything about these gates mm-hmm. except Summoner now knows. Yeah. So like they're like, all right, we get to go outside, we'll be good. Exactly. I'm going to guess Summoner kind of clued him into and what he had to do. Of course. Regardless, so it's like Otherworld is key because A, it lives outside of the multiverse. Mm-hmm. So as Citadel is holding housing all of these doors to all the multiverses where the captain written core used to be yeah that has been expunged yep and now saturnine lives there yep as the omniversal magistrix keeping everything running yes and like protecting everything and she shut it down because like once the captain written core was kind of gone yeah she was like how am i going to keep this going she lives there with like her priestesses right cool. essentially the bad guys come from another world, and they're and everyone's using other world as a bridge to get to their respective right. Worlds. Like they basically like the like the war is seemingly going to happen. Yeah. potentially here. So on the one end, it, it literally is a mirror image. It's mm-hmm. like Earth, Krakoa, Gate, Other World. Yep. And on the other side, it's bad Amen, guys, Araco, Rift, Rift Other World. And they're just trying to. They're and they're all Apocalypse trying to get to each to, other. Yeah, Apocalypse trying to get to them, and they're trying to get to Apocalypse. But for different reasons. For different reasons, <laughs> because we see here at the beginning that it's like clearly the four horsemen are leading the this this army, army? of monsters that we had seen as the bad guy before, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, are they are they good guys? that somehow have taken over this army or are they what everyone knows them to be, which are bad guys. Because I got to tell you, if you were the last issue of X-Men, you're like, there's no way someone is not going to betray everyone. Right. Okay. There's just, there's just no way. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you did, wow. Like, Good for you. Yeah. Because <laughs> so essentially like they crash into, um, uh, well, I can't remember what this realm is called. But the bottom realm, like yes. they first get there and they're like, cool. And they take it over and they like destroy our watchtower there. Mm-hmm. And like the, the folk who are kind of managing that area, send one guy off yep, to try to be to, the messenger. Yes. Um, but, uh, pestilence kills, well, or whatever. uh, throws an arrow. Yeah. She strikes him with an arrow. thus like, you know, he's going to die. Him. He's going to die. But he's also like ill. Mm-hmm. He's diseased. And so like, nobody could touch him. Yes. And Saturn's like, cool, whatevs. So if you read the free comic book day, Ten of Swords, um, tie-in. Swords t- like tie-in. It was really, it was a teaser. Yeah, it was actually more like a handbook. Here. Yeah, yeah. You see, like, like all the pages from that are here. Um, but I believe the dialogue is is actually more intact in this. Yes. Um, 
So basically, Saren's like, I need the cards, like, right now. Like, we're in trouble. So she goes off to get her tarot deck, which we know tarot has been a, a big influence on this. You know, as we mentioned before many times on this channel, tarot um, and uh, has four suits, the pentacles, the cups, the wands, and the swords. Yep. And the ten of swords is a... Is a, um, is a card or from that yeah specifically we've gone over what we talked about that we talked about this we'll, we'll get through that it does who cares anyway um in order to allow her to use her cards and be able to like view them in a way that like gives her like intense insight there's a sacrifice that has to be made of like this like crazy looking creature yeah i assumed that was like what like the the stuff that makes stars or that it was in, within a star yeah you're right like a star baby yeah um and like that like that sacrifice of this creature becomes this like monocle looking thing that she is able to use to view the cards yes um so she does that and what's cool about that is like it's the idea is it's like it's of like Seemingly, it's of the split between yes. Arako and Krakoa. Yeah. Or between, like, Earth and Amen. Oh, yes. Because, like, she when she uses it, we see, like, the monstrous and we see, like, the magical at the right. same time. And it's kind of cool, yeah. right? So she, like, she does her tower reading and we get that same set of cards from before. Judgment, the Four of Wands, the Hanged Man, the Eight of Cups, who we now know is Genesis, mm -hmm. and the Ten of Swords, right? And she's like, okay, cool. <laughs> so basically her plan is that like she's got to let this all play out um i did think it was interesting uh one of the cards she talks about it being like something unnatural yes. or something and i'm like oh my gosh it, it, i know like they're like bringing mutants back but are we not talking about that are we talking about moira i think we're talking about moira i think we're talking about moira yeah. as well and like i think saturnine doesn't like that yes because Saturnine, if you know anything about her, she's pretty high on herself. Yes. Very high on herself. Um, I mean, she is like kind of like the keeper of all these like multiverses. She's mm -hmm. not even from ours. She's nope. from like nine, I believe. Yeah. Um, or six. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But like, you know, she's, she's, you know, she, she likes to be in charge of everything. Exactly. And like, you know, she's like, all right, cool. Basically, we just have to let this all like, play out, play out as it should, because this is what the cards say. We get a check in with the mutant tarot. Yes. Well, actually, she, mentions, I'm sorry, she mentions the uh, unnatural thing. Right. She checks the cards, gets the exact same reading, does it three times, gets the exact same reading. If you think about it, uh, less about like the magic side of tarot, but in just in terms of like trying to draw the same poker hand over and over again would be incredibly difficult. You yes. know what I mean? Like you got 52 cards. What are the odds of that actually happening? Mm -hmm. um, she gets in touch with another tarot reader. They have the same thing. And then someone else... Has the same. Had the same. So it's it's just it's, it's a prophecy. Like, okay. It's like hey hey hey. Yeah yeah yeah. I like, to this. I like the fact that she checks on it though. She doesn't just do it like twice. She does it three times. Mm -hmm. Calls a couple folks. Yeah. Hey, do this really quick. Check your check your cards. Oh, I already did that, and I got these. Oh crap. Okay, okay yeah. bye. No reason. Yeah, no reason. Don't worry about it. Everything's cool. Everything's cool. Yeah. Bye gold. Um. Immediately <laughs> <laughs> goes to uh, Bill Cipher. Um. So we know that like obviously this is like this is a prophecy for the future. What's interesting always about tarot in general is that it can be read different ways. Yes. Every card has a multiple way that you can read it. Of course, that helps if you're like, <laughs> go to get a tarot reading and they can be like, oh, no, no, I meant this. I meant this. Um, but in this, it's like meant to be like that interpretation. Mm -hmm. And when you're dealing with apocalypse, I say that that's kind of key because yeah. you never know what is really happening exactly. and what he is making happen. Right. Um, so anyway, Summoner and Banshee return. 
you know, Apocalypse is like, what happened? And he's like, oh, so yeah, here's what happened. So like the, the armies of like Araka essentially have made their way through into other world and they're like headed this way. And he's like, okay, cool. Um, I'm coming with you. Just Let's go. To, no, no. He's like, just come with me. We, yeah. We have to go to the quiet we'll, we'll castle. We'll go talk to the big guys. Yeah. So he brings him to the quiet castle. Now, if, if you, you looked at, what was it? If, what well, I was going to say, if you have been, well, yeah, you could see in the last issue of X-Men when they explained, when Sumner explained everything that had been going, you saw a very similar image of yes. the quiet council, but over there with, with Araco. Yes. That Araco essentially has their own quiet council and their own living land that is led offering counsel for them mm -hmm. exactly but um that i was gonna say like if, if you have been reading excalibur the only um you know like conversations that apocalypse has been having with xavier or eric has have been when he let rogue kill him in order to open the gate to avalon in the first place and then he was brought back yes and that's he... kind of the last check-in he did yep with them, so like it, it, they're like, he's like, hey, this is my grandson. Yeah, he comes from Araco. Mm -hmm. Remember the thing that the our island like took control of and like went after. Yeah, he's from there, and my kids are there, and my wife, and I gotta help get them here. So uh, help me. So I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna need you to like finance my deal. And they're like, um. You never ask permission to do anything. Yeah, not even permission. You didn't even tell us you were doing yeah, anything. You was you literally annexed an entire land to our to our land without yeah. us talking about it. Yeah, and you put Jamie Braddock in charge of people? Right. Uh what 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 uh what what, what what's your plan right. here? And now you're telling me you have kids? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You never talk about yourself, <laughs> It's true. That's what the problem is. Yeah, you never share. <laughs> So, um, essentially, like, Summoner goes down, like, this is what happened. We got there. We got into Otherworld. We were all, like, in awe of the Starlight Citadel floating in the sky. Like, how cool is that? And then, like, the army showed up, and they attacked us, and they immediately took Unis, and they, like, took him away, and, like, they hurt Banshee, and then we left. Yep. And you're like... Sure. That doesn't seem right. So, basically, everyone kind of votes that they're like, we are not, we're not helping. Yeah. Right? We're just going to blow up the gate. Yeah. Right? We're just gonna... We're, we'll just close the gate off. Mm -hmm. And he's like, but it's like... like That gate always has to be open. We actually don't have control over it. And yeah. not... Apocalypse is like, and not just mutants can go. Right. Like, yeah, I, that's I, not a mutant. I, I think everything... Could, listen, I, I know how it sounds. Yeah, and it sounds like I open up a big hole in our country for no reason or like without thinking about it. And you're absolutely right. It sounds like I didn't have a plan, but you know I do have a plan. But I'm not is, telling you what it is, so you is, should not trust me. Which is probably worse yes. than pretending like I didn't have a plan. Yeah. Um. So they all basically vote to be like, we're just going to blow this up. We'll but, just blow the gate up. Yes. And then Krakoa's like, No. Um, <laughs> um that's actually me blowing up. Yeah. And like, I want to find a Racco. Mm -hmm. Like, I want a Racco to come back. Yes. So like, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah. And like Xavier's like, okay. Okay. Oh, I forgot. Right. The the this is this is danger all over again. Um. Okay. So come on. <laughs> and basically, it's like if you don't see a greater known threat, you're leaving it open. Like yeah. that's it. Like it needs to be that. Like I'll die if the gate stays open. Yeah. I that's mean, if it. you die. I don't care. I don't, I don't, I don't like give a shit. But like, no. if you, if I'm gonna have a problem, whatever. Yeah. So basically, Apocalypse is going to go to Otherworld through that gate, and like, 
they're like, you can't, we can't, we're not going to give you anyone. So you'll, he's like, I'll just you'll have to get volunteers. He's like, I'll ask for volunteers. And like that panel of Apocalypse's face. Yes. I love it. <laughs> because it, you you can't see his eyes. Yep. You can't tell what he's thinking or feeling. Nope. Like you just can't tell anything about his plan right now. And I'm like, this is a brilliant panel of like Apocalypse. Yep. The, the Apocalypse, you know, like the stoic, stone-faced ruler monster. Yep. Like kind of political force as well in this mm -hmm. instance so essentially like they do gather a team of uh rockslide and havoc and uh polaris. polaris and siren uh beast yep and angel angel but like and monet yes and monet but like angel is archangel out archangel out and like apocalypse is like it's nice to see you with him like, like, shut like, up hey, what's the matter with you man what's wrong with you yeah why do you have to say those things yeah the only thing they don't understand is why monet is there and she's just like this seems like a possible future endeavor i should be here i'm gonna go <laughs> sure monet so they go through like they they decide to, to go on through um to to find out what is happening over there in other world and to like face apocalypse's kids but before that um Havoc and um Lorna? No, it's not Lorna. Is it Lorna? The green hair? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. It's what's her name? Oh my gosh. Freaking Rachel Summers. Like Oh, Phoenix. Yeah. Well, but, Rachel. It's Rachel. I'm like, no, it's just Rachel. Rachel and her brother are like hanging out with Banshee in the healing area. Yeah. Grove Grotto. Yeah. It's a grove. The house of the healing. The house of the healing. It's a but it's like trees. So yeah, she's they're true. like She's like, I feel like, she doesn't say it in so many words, but she's like, I feel like Sumner's story was bullshit. And like, there was only one way to find out. And that's for me to just go into Banshee's mind and like, see what he saw. Yes. And she's like, you want help? Yeah. And Havoc's like, or not Havoc, Ca Cable, not Havoc. Havoc goes over there. Cable's like, yeah, I'm in. Let's do this. Right. Cable and Rachel go into his mind and they like, they see what, what actually what happened. What actually happened. What went down. And like what they see is like, oh, look, there they are. You know, they, they walk up. There is the army there. Summoner goes forth to like greet the army. Mm -hmm. And then like there's that moment where like he turns back and he smiles. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no. Oh, yeah. This is not a surprise. Mm -hmm. This is not a surprise at all. Um, the Summoner and the horsemen attack. Uh, they hit Banshee. They do take Unis. And then like they notice that like up in the Starlight Citadel, yes. Saturnine's watching and she can see them. Yes, and she's not really, she's not terribly phased by what's happening. She's not phased by anything. And she's just like, hey, uh, you're looking in the wrong place here right now. You need to go find this. Mm -hmm. And like, she shows them an image. Yeah. Like, go tell, go tell your mommy and daddy about this. Right. And then it turns out she's actually like, that didn't happen in the memory. That's she's, what she's doing right she's now. She's meditating right now to insert herself into that, into yeah. that memory. She's like, yeah, you're reading a memory right now, but hey, listen. But this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I'm doing this right now. You have to go get this other thing. Yeah. Great scene, by the way. Just, uh, we kind of didn't really talk much about like, Apocalypse is, re we, remember in this Bar Sinister, they talked about long ago. Apocalypse do anything to be reunited with his original four horsemen. Yes. We're confirmed, of course, his, his original four horsemen were also his children. Yes. Uh, we're getting a lot of Children of Thanos, Black Order vibes from these guys. But, of sure. course, they are Egyptian-themed. This would... I guess the implication here is that and Sabiner, the whole Egyptian thing, is all informed by Apocalypse's children. That, like, the Egyptian like iconography and, yeah. and, and visual style was informed not of Egyptian folklore, but actually from Apocalypse yeah, It's and like children. Stargate. 
Yes, it's freaking Stargate. It's Stargate, okay? So, like, yes, yeah, but we meet his children and he's like, oh my God, everyone get the hell out of my way. My kids are here. Yeah, yeah. He goes and tries to reunite with them and they're like, all we wanted, ever wanted to do was kill you for freaking leaving us in the hole. Well, yeah, well, I mean, I was getting, I was doing the, the storyline. Oh, I'm circle, sorry, I'm sorry. Okay. I thought you just jumped over no, it. No, 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 no. When, when, when the crew arrives through the gate, they actually see like Unis like being strung up and it's yeah. like brutal yeah. by the army. And that army, of course, is being led by Apocalypse's kids. And he's like, huh. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I'm going to go say hi to my kids. Right. Everyone get the hell out of my way. But, like, at the same time, it's like he sees them and he's like, okay. Okay. I I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I know. And, like, he looks at, like, the team. He's like, I, I, I got to go. I, I, let me just, let me just. I big misunderstanding. Right. Yeah. It's, we'll figure this out. I'm their dad. Yeah. So, you know, here I go. So he does go to talk to them and like the rest of the team. Oh, Richter's also there. Yes. Because Richter has been like Apocalypse's buddy. If you're wondering why the hell is Richter here? It's because of uh, what happened in Excalibur because Apocalypse needed Richter and yep. like was able to pull him out of his like depression and fear and get him involved with um, not only Krakoa, but this team and also get him to be able to control his powers. Yes. Um, so he's there because he feels like indebted and like as though Apocalypse kind of gets him. And he uses Richter earlier to kill externals yes. and make the Kate. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah, now we know why he actually used Richter. Yeah, so he's like a big part of it. Um, so like he shows up and he's just, the, and they're like, hey dad, <laughs> cool. Hey, you like left us in hell for like- the, the, A nebulous amount of time. Of time. That would really mess up anybody. Yeah, like- We've gone insane. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you ask how mom is? Right. You know what I mean? Like, and, and so they, they stab him. They stab Apocalypse. And you're just like, whoa. And I love that Siren like loses it. Cause she's like, okay, okay. Apocalypse went down. Yeah. And he was our biggest gun. Yeah. We that was the big gun. Um, Polaris, what do you got? Right. <laughs> so then a big fight breaks out essentially. Mm-hmm. And, like, all of the, the X-Men that were, were brought to there, like, are battling this, like, crazy army. Summoner has a sword. Yeah. And, like, just slices. He, like, produces it. Yeah, it almost kind of looks like the sword that broke. That, ro that broke Araco and Krakoa. Yeah, but, like, he uses it to, like, break uh, Rockslide in, in two. Yeah. Uh, and, and so that happens. Um, whilst, like, Richter and Beast are trying to get Apocalypse back through the gate, because I guess I guess the idea here is like, if if we can help it, we'd rather not let them die. Right, because it will take time, and we're probably going to need Apocalypse to fill in some blanks here. Yes, because he wasn't forthcoming. No, and so he's going to need to tell us a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So like, let's not let him die. So they're trying to get him through. Um, yet again, Pestilence, you know, knocks an arrow and like lets it fly. It hits Richter this time. Yep. So like. Siren grabs Richter, Angel grabs, you know, Apocalypse, and, like, Beast is like, we gotta go! Marines, we're leaving. Essentially. And then Polaris, Havoc, and Monet are like, we'll stay, because someone has to stop them from coming through, because that gate can't close. Exactly. The gate, don't forget, the external gate... Can't close. Can't close between Krakoa and, and Otherworld, Otherworld right and now. Every, and anything can come through. Yes. So... This gotta, whole army so, yeah, you gotta just walk, you gotta stand in front of the gate. Yeah. There's no lock. Meanwhile, um Rachel's like, Cable go tell dad. Yes. Mom and dad about what we just saw. Right. And um like he goes running back. She's like, I'm gonna keep digging. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep digging in here. Yep. And, and see what else I can find. He goes running up. I really like that word balloon of like him like doing the thing where like 
like a kid would do mm-hmm. where it's like, I have to tell you something. Yeah. And he's just like, he just dumps all the information you don't need to read. And like the two of them were just like, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh boy. Okay, son. Yeah. That's a big story. And then like Jean uses her powers to like show them like this is what we need to find. And she's like, I I don't know what that is. Yeah. And, and like Cyclops is like, I do. I do know what that is. I do. Hey, hey, here my X-Men to me. Yeah, let's um, go. So they do go. Yes. And like they, they, there's not a gate where they're going to be going. And so they have to use like a, a, a they basically have to use a transporter. Yes. And, and so they go to do that. Um, we check in on the battle and like Monet notices that like Saturnine's Saturn just, just standing stand up there. there. Like she's just watching. Mm. Don't forget, she does, while she doesn't have the Captain Britain core anymore, she does secretly have four Captain Britons. Yes. Like squirreled away. Mm-hmm. And it's Rogue, Gambit, Jubilee, and Richter as as Captain Britain from Britain's, the multiverse. From they're multiverse not that Jamie Braddock created. So if those show up, that's where those came from. I don't think they're going to. I bet they will. Be- Maybe you don't just not you don't just make those characters. But they're focusing on the fact that she has like an army of like priestesses who are like deadly assassins, and no one is helping. Right. Saturnine is very powerful, and she's not doing anything mm-hmm. because she's not in her mind. She's like, I'm not supposed to. Right. This is how things are supposed to unfold. Mm-hmm. And to them, they're like, we're um, dying down here. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Period. So Monet's like, hey. So she, yeah, she could, reaches could, out to Saturn. Would you mind like, helping? She's like, no. And she just dismisses her powers. And I'm like, nice. This is a good show of like what Saturnine can do. Exactly. So then like Havoc's like, um, you know that it looks like it's made out of metal. Yeah. Just why don't you give it a little shake? See what we can, what, what might we can, fall, what, what out, fall out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so she does. And Saturnine's like, okay, well now I have, I, now is that what I'm actually supposed to engage. And so she goes down to the battlefield and freezes time. Yep. She's just like, nope, we're done. Mm-hmm. And like, Monet's like, could you unfreeze me? No. No, not yet. Hang mm-hmm. on, I'm waiting for something. And what she's waiting for is for Cyclops, Cable, and Jean to accomplish their goal. They find this machine-looking thing. Mm-hmm. And Cyclops mentions the word singularity, um, which was like panic-inducing for me, who remembers reading pa- Powers of Swords and yep. those words. Powers were, of 10. Powers of 10, and then like, yeah, it could be the power source. No, it's the power <laughs> um, yeah. And like what that might entail concerning the phalanx, but that's not what this is. No. Necessarily. It's a power source for the sword yeah. itself. How could you talk about Ten swords of swords and not And have... not talk about the organization that was literally invented in an X-Men book. Yeah. That's which... run by a mutant. Exactly. So that's a big part of like what Saturnine wanted to have happen. And in terms of that, I'm guessing that's just what these are the events that will lead to what the future is to going the to big be, thing to the thing I need. So she unfreezes time and then puts one of Apocalypse's kids in his place yep. by like seemingly shrinking him. Yeah, that that was weird to me. I was like, what? like I she, thought he sh- I thought she shrank him into the ground, but like no, he actually did get like shrunk. She like makes him tiny. She diminishes him because like that's very her though. Oh yeah. Like she's just like, yeah, I could just, you know, you know, kill like, you freeze or... you or whatever i'm gonna make you like tiny like a little kid yeah with like a big stupid like helmet still on and so like she's like they're like we like this we want to use we're doing this and she's like oh okay like are you like because they took over one of the um the areas she's like oh, are you are you like as the acting regent of Drydor? yeah are you making claim for the starlight citadel and he's like uh, I guess. Sure. If that's how I get this accomplished, fine. Right. And the idea is she's putting together a big fight. Yes. And so, like, I guess she draws a card, and I'm I, assuming it is the Ten of Swords that she draws. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that, like, the like Pestilence and Polaris just name Ten Swords. 
And these are the things that will come to battle yes. on like the grounds of other worlds. Other world. Yeah, for the the fate of everything. Yeah, for the fate of other world and and the gate and everything. Yeah. By the way, I hope it is a big fight, and I hope it's available on pay-per-view via Mojo World. I do not. That'd be really cool if we work in Mojo into this. I do not at all. But we do set up like it's going to be a big arena fight. So like pick your champions and your swords. Yes. And so if you think about it, though, considering the fact that they have to pick champions and then swords, and like some of them are like names of people and some of them are like... They're all swords. swords that like, and most of but, them like, have some names. Of them have association with, with uh, characters. So regardless of that, like, because warlock is mentioned. Yes. So like, t- we do have twenty-two parts, but if you think about it, ten of those parts may just be acquiring the swords, the the, the champions, the swords, the, the players among this, and mm-hmm. so that might make you feel a little less overwhelmed, especially when you see the like upcoming lineup that's coming where it's like x-factor and wolverine and x-force and marauders like excalibur is there obviously betsy braddock is going to be drawn into this you know like she will be part of that magic is obviously she was the soul sword that that was a sword that was mentioned in this whole thing yes and and like we do see what seemingly like kind of the spoilers of the main players but like it's not really a surprise because we already have seen a little bit of the art for this Yeah. yeah like is is kind of giving it away so it may not be quite as overwhelming in terms of it being 22 parts right as much as it's just the like journey in in, like collecting these champions Mm -hmm. as we go yeah um i think for me the biggest takeaway is the fact that like there's more to this than just apocalypse taking control or like getting back his family. Yes. My biggest question is how much of this is actually what Apocalypse wanted? Because right. anytime you're dealing with Apocalypse, it, it, it's always just like there's seemingly what his plan was, but then like there could be another element to element it, to the level. plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, Krakoa has its own agenda mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, the fact that like the the professor and everybody were like really like chill at the quiet council the fact that like we don't we haven't seen magneto involved the fact that magneto has a sword made out of the helmet worn by his dead best friend that hasn't been named or referenced in this event about swords yeah 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 we know there's other there's other players other things happening yeah yeah for me i like i can completely see why people were digging on this because like there is it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to take in. It's a huge issue, and it is very much an info dump. And it's not only dealing with like what's going on in Krakoa, but it's adding all of these other elements on it because it's specifically very much attuned to Apocalypse. And now you have that Saturnine, and people are like, "Who the who hell even is, is that?" She looks like Emma Frost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I completely get how a lot of people were like, "This is not for me." Right. Like, and like I don't I, see a Sentinel or a Wolverine yeah, in this yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. That said, I wouldn't give up on it necessarily. And I certainly am not. I, I enjoyed this. Yeah, I also enjoyed it. I, and I'm a simpleton. But so. I weirdly have been keeping up with a book that led me like effortlessly into this event. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure there were hints at it in some of the other books. But like, I was reading Excalibur where Apocalypse was doing this, setting all this was up, setting a lot of this up. So like, yeah, they for introduced me, was, you to Saturnine and Otherworld and yeah, the yeah, yeah. Tower and, and all so, that like, crap. And so like all of these like outside things i'm like oh yeah yeah no this is all part of this so for me this was a natural progression yes if you weren't reading that book which was clearly not marked as like required reading to understand like what like upcoming events were going to be which i think was kind of a mistake yeah 
Um, then this could be very like, you're like, I mean, like I get, we've been talking about this and like, sure. We've been hinting at this. I didn't see this coming in this like capacity. No. It seemed very left field. True. Yeah. For a lot of folks. So like, I, I get it. Right. I absolutely get it. Guys. But I still dig it and we're recommending it. Yeah. I I'm recommending it. Like it's a, it's a lot of book. It is $7. Which is still cheaper than that Deadpool book or that Spider-Man book. It's or still any $7. Other... And so if, how about this? If you're on the fence about it and you don't have seven bucks to spend on, spare on it right now, it's okay. Yeah, just wait. It's okay. It, it, you know, this will end up in bins, I'm sure. But also you might just want to wait to see kind of where this event is progressing to. I completely understand that. There's a lot to it. And it's yeah. going to take a while right. for it to all happen. Um, and when it all does happen, like Infinity is to Secret Wars, it probably won't answer all your questions no, at the end. No, no. But like, this is this is something that I, I dig. And so like... And it's like, hey, I'm on the ground floor of a major Marvel event. I am. Event. Um, but nobody is saying that because you didn't like it. Right. That you're wrong. You know, like I said, it's a, it, this, was, this is a lot. Mm -hmm. There's a lot happening in here. Yeah. Speaking of which, we have a lot of super chats and they okay. might pertain to the book. So sure, we'll talk sure, about sure. those. Let's, let's chat about it. But I hope that this helps. I know like literally it's all in here, but like sometimes when you're reading something this big and it's not something that you've been keeping up with, mm -hmm. it can feel like you're like, the words have lose their meaning sometimes. Yes. And, yes. Like, or like you're juggling like uh, over a dozen characters and you're like, wait, who, what? Yeah. And so, it's in different realms that all look like Earth. So yeah. what? So hopefully this helped. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Danby 900 I was surprised that I like speed metal so much with the character interactions I would recommend Flash 761 and 2 uh, the retcons work pretty well yes they did nice um, Dini Dude 7 uh, Hickman's Infinity was 22 parts just like Ten of Swords after counting the Avengers New Avengers issues is that a coincidence no yeah, that's like maybe that's his power number right <laughs> uh, Dan V reverse flash is the reason why flash and Batman said nothing about the button investigation and influenced Wally to cover up the crime scene in heroes in crisis. I still hate heroes in crisis, but it helps. That's right. Yes, that happened. <laughs> and it's a, uh, and, and it, and it does a nice retcon. And then they fixed, uh, that. So we can't keep doing that. It right. Just, all those things, all those complaints you have slept, swept under the rug. Thanks to retcons. Not a bad one to do. There you go. Uh, Langley M. Neely says, uh, that's funny because I'm the only, I'm only reading X-Men because it's not the boring status quo. Ha ha ha. Also, I always give Hickman the benefit of the doubt, period. Cheers. Cheers to you too, man. Yeah. And yeah, that's the thing is like, he's, he did the thing that everyone right. likes. And no, like, no. he made the Fantastic Four awesome. I would also say like, for those who like, Maybe this isn't what they're looking for in X-Men right not. now. So read X-Force. Well, no, but I was going to say that, like, if, I mean, if you know any, like, if you read comics for, like, however long you might be reading comics, like, you know it's, no, nothing's forever. Right. Yeah, like, don't, yeah, don't hate this just because, because it's changed everything. You know Moira can just die and it'll all go away, right? Right, right. Like, this is, for, this is for now. And, like, for some folk, this is, like, a gateway into X-Men, which is bizarre because it's just so much, like, happening. Yeah, but they're also being introduced to, like, a billion characters that you have familiarity with, so that's great. You yeah. Know? Uh, Ron Katerasano says, at work right now, but happy to send some support. I love the End of Swords, but definitely isn't for new readers. I mm -hmm. think it is for new readers. I think it's more for new readers than it is for classic fans. Uh, but oh, I, for for ten of swords yeah but i uh but i hear what you're saying i i, well, I can understand I, how about the confusion. this if you're saying if you were saying like literally if someone was like hey i've, I've never read a hello, comic book hello comic book store people i i've heard of these x-men what do you have that's new and fresh this would not be the book to no. hand them no no for sure but if you had been on the like hox pox 
or even if you're just i've read x-men before like if you've read comics before you can jump into this without any problem yeah i mean i would say like i do think that hawks and pox can set you up for this well it also familiarizes yourself with the the, the the mechanics of the of the story yes. and how Hickman's telling you so like you're not gonna go whoa, whoa there's a page of white pa- text right but like it definitely like they establish Krakoa you know what I mean it kind of like gives you some of, of some that touch points. info yeah yeah uh, decade hey guys working nights so I can't catch it live but the chan but all the channel X Men talk has gotten me into buying some X Men books Ooh. awesome shirt Sal thank you very much Riley represent stay in the ground. Uh, Xlayer, uh, Schmozno uses Streamlabs and John Campania use, Campia uses Stream Elements and receive upwards of 90% of donations. Check them out and keep up the great work. Thank you very much, Xlayer. I'll uh, check that out. Uh, we, I, I use Streamlabs for, for Twitch, but I've never set up the, the donations the thing. donations thing. Oh, thanks for the tip. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Thank you. I mean, and I don't want to put us in a position where we have to ask for tips. It's I, I like the super chats element because look at how easy and flawless it went. Right, right, right. But, but even still, I like Streamlabs better than this, personally. Yeah. Um, so regardless, I do. Uh, Devil Ham, Tiffany's explanation sounds more like a Brandon Sanderson novel than an X-Men book. Well, probably because, uh, you know, you probably don't have a lot of context for what's happening, but you should check it out because it's worth checking out. Uh, and if not, just read the wiki. Uh, <laughs> I Sol- tried to wiki it. I, yeah. I tried. Yaheen Alam says, not sure if you already said this, but what do you guys think about the casting of She-Hulk? Oh, yeah, I, I'm fine with it. I'm just glad they can, cast She-Hulk. I was going to say, like, can we just uh, like be excited about the fact that that's actually going yeah, to Yeah, we're literally happen. getting a She-Hulk like, live what? action show. I can't wait to see how she looks. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. I, I did really want Alison Brie. Me too. But I'm glad it's not because now it can be this she can this person can be she hulk in everything yeah, yeah, Allison, yeah. like she won't get taken away it won't like you know Allison no, Brie. No, 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 you I know, know, they, I know they can go make that community movie and it won't interrupt i i know well, please do yeah six uh, seasons in a movie six uh lewis cox says tiffany talking x-men is just awesome oh, thank you thanks lewis uh tardis man 85 maura doesn't want precogs because she read civil war 2 <laughs> i wouldn't either if i were her yeah where's ulysses that'd be a great retcon by the way it's like ulysses the mutant lol uh, Ted B sixty six. Thank you for the rundown of the ex the ten of swords stasis uh, uh, status quo. I was a bit confused with some of the plot points, but Tiffany put everything together so well. Thank well, you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Grayson Red Apocalypse and what he doing? <laughs> well loved creation, and I'm glad I've kept current with the Excalibur book. Makes this issue feel all the richer. Right. You know how hard Apocalypse has been working for that. So like when his kids stab him, you're like. Oh, you poor blue son of a bitch. But I don't feel bad for you at all. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's just, I don't I feel, feel bad, bad for you. you. Andre F., uh, <laughs> one thing I thought about Whoa. is based on the page, no one uh, that seems like Taro isn't on Krakoa, yeah. which no precognitive mutants are allowed on Krakoa, right? Last week, didn't the mutant foreteller eyes fall out? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, I don't think they fell out. I think I said they fell out of her head, but I think they just stabbed them out or they they went blind. I think that's the idea. Yeah, in the other, in, in yeah. Amen. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Fallen Angel uh, X00 in a big, bad way. Thank you very much, Fallen Angel, for thank your you, incredible you. Uh, support. So sweet. Uh, hi, guys. Sorry I'm late. Love you guys always. You, thank you, Fallen Angel. Uh, and a member of the man. population is never late. That's right. <laughs> they arrive at precisely when they mean to. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, it really helps us out in a yes, big way. Yes, yes. Uh, Jack O'Connell, I hope you are both well with everything going on. I haven't really been following any series at the moment, so it's nice to keep up to date with by listening to you guys each week. Thank you very much. No, we could help out. For sure. And I, again, like, I only hope that we help to make this make 
some sort of sense for those who who want to buy it, who want to buy it, or who were just like, I read this and I and think I, don't I get know it, or maybe happening. I don't have someone to chat with it about. Because like talking with someone about it can sometimes really help you work through it. Because I know you actually had questions. You're I like, did. read this. Yeah, read this so I know what the hell's happening. Because I, I <laughs> pretty much do, got you it. You did great. Thank you. you. Absolutely did great. But there were definitely you're like, what is going on with this? Yeah. And because of like Excalibur background. Yes. I was like, hang on. Yeah. And that map actually helped out. Yes, the, the map. The fan of Stranger says hi. I just want to say thank you for everything. I was also wondering if you will ever write again. Uh, I. Uh, yeah, I will write again. I don't see it happening for anything that I'm going to... I was literally looking at like uh, a couple of comic projects that I uh, commissioned like 10 years ago, and I was so embarrassed and frustrated with myself for spending money I didn't have on a project that didn't go anywhere. Um, so we'll see. I'll just I'll have to like so, find myself back in that position. I, again. I actually really appreciate that you asked that question because it's something I ask him a lot. And so like it's thank you for, for having someone else asking that because i think you're uh, a great storyteller uh, and i, and I look forward to reading more thank you very much uh x layer i enjoyed the archangel apocalypse interaction which is yes. a dynamic i was curious about uh what i consider to be is a great new era of x-men yeah thank you x layer yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, me too i'm in i really like that that was a really because the two of them walked together into the portal yeah it was great by the way um obviously uh this is uh drawn by pepe Ross. i didn't say who it was no. by it's by hickman and teeny howard and drawn by Pepe Larraz. Pepe Larraz has is an incredible talent. Yes. Um, and he does a really great job of like making them look like they're walking into In step, that. Yeah. Like I just, I just that was just such a great moment. Yeah. Uh, Sean D, dig that shirt, bro. Thank you very much, Sean. Yeah, I, I, this actually in our T Public shop, tpublic.com slash doors slash comp It's not, all, it's not our design. We didn't make it's this. Just like it's just, a, the, you a can, lot of, it's an aggregator. You can grab designs. Yeah, and like a lot of times if we wear shirts, we try to put them in there so, so that can, like if you're like, oh, I want that. Yeah, I don't think that Sandman's there, but I will put it in there you don't by the end of the recording. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I was just like, that's fun. I was so impressed by how well execute i'm like this is the ben riley look from yeah. the hoodie to, to be fair most people are not like man you know what i want on my shirt is a whole bunch of morpheus yeah faces. just six morpheus faces this is like way more than six uh eternal blockbuster this issue was very tolkien meets hickman's x-men also they're in mojo world and x-factor it's all twitch like streaming now i've that's, heard that that's literally why i'm not reading that i can't, yeah. I can't I, i'm sure i should and i will have to eventually because i, I believe x-factor is yep that's Literally the next one. Yeah. That's coming out. So I'm going to have to bomb in That's there. great. That means it is going to happen. I love that. That's so cool. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Mojo. Cash money in the bank. Uh, thank you very much for your thank very you, uh, you, generosity. You. Uh, it says, hey. Hi. Sup. And thank you very much for your continued support. Uh, and I think we're caught up. So uh, before we go, we're going to recommend some books that are coming out this week. We think you should pick up. So let's jump into them. Uh, these are books that we think you should check out. Uh, I'm going to recommend two books. Uh, Marvel's X number five is a book I keep buying. I, yeah, I literally can't tell if you really like this series. Or I don't you know. You just can't help it. It's, you just keep you know what buying it is? It's, it. It's, it's good and it's well executed. It is, of course, uh, written. Well, Jim Kruger and Alex Ross are both doing the story because, of course, the prequel to Earth X and everything else X from that era uh, it feels like that. Mm. Uh, the artist is well be. Uh, but uh, <laughs> and it's I really enjoyed the last issue, but like because I know where it's going and how it's going, it's like, you know, it's going to be rough. Um, I don't know. I'm just I'm fascinated. I, I, I was also like, isn't this book over? Like, <laughs> but I keep checking it out. I don't know why, okay. but, I, but I do keep checking it out. Uh, and the other one, of course, is Batman three Jokers. Number two comes out. 
What? Yep, three Jokers number two. What? Uh, Jeff Johns, Jason Fabok. Uh, I uh, love the art. Not sure about the premise. Not sure about where it's going. Uh, if you are plugged in at all with uh, comic book culture and this event or this story, uh, I must tell you, you probably read a spoiler. You probably saw some asshole retailer like posted pictures of it online, which really drives me crazy. Issue? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Um, and by the way, not even really like big spoilers, but like status quo, potential changes. I don't expect it to be in continuity. I know that John's is referencing it in continuity. I don't know if I can really trust that. Um, so at the end of the day, you know, people, I don't know if they're avoiding it so much as they're complaining about it. And I think it's like, here's the deal. You don't know. Uh, and not that you don't know, but like more like it doesn't matter if it's a Batman book it's all in continuity or it isn't and it doesn't have to be. And so whatever, like just read it, read it as though it's the killing joke or something where it's like, it it can be, or it isn't, doesn't matter. Right. Like I wouldn't waste your time. You know, it's funny. You mentioned, you just mentioned the title and immediately I was like, do I remember what happened in the last issue? And immediately I was like, I do. I do remember. I remember everything that happened. Okay. Yeah. And I think I'm going to have Jason Inman on, on, Wednesday to talk about it. Oh, that's great. Or Tuesday to talk about it. That's, that's tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to oh, talk that, to him. That is tomorrow. Yeah. Tuesday oh, crap. is that's tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, I reckon those are the two books that I think are cool that you're that are coming out. Uh, you have more. Yeah, I'm going to talk about um, a new uh, indie book from Image called Department of Truth. I'm going to give this a shot. It doesn't seem to be the type of genre I usually gravitate towards, nope. but it's James Tynan the Fourth. So you know I'm going to give it a shot. So I'm going to check that out. Um, if you're a big Tynan fan, maybe this is something for you. Department of Truth. Yep. Uh, uh, Strange Academy number three is coming out. I know a lot of folk were, were reading that. I'll, I'll pick it up myself. It, it, it's a fun little story. It's it's light. You yeah. know, in this time of like, you know, we got, you know, metal going on. We've got... The sex men thing going the on. The sex men thing going on. If you just want something that's just like light or whatever, maybe this is for you. Um, it, it feels more all ages than anything else. Written by Scotty Young with art by Humberto Ramos. Uh, John Constantine Hellblazer number 10 uh, by Cy Spurrier with art by uh, Matea Bagara. Uh, Bagara has been filling in for Aaron Campbell occasionally. Uh, both fantastic artists. Very different styles, but very much work with the tones of stories. Number 10 is coming out. Um, don't forget, we only have until 12 uh, before this series kind of wraps itself up. Um, so go grab that if you've been on the Cy Spurrier train. And then... In light of our X-Men talk for, uh, you know, Ten of Swords here, part two is going to be coming out. X-Factor number four uh, is going to be your next journey for X of Swords. The way you tell, of course, I'm sure you've already seen it, but like this branding on the bottom will be on the other books. And it's not... It's not going to be on the bottom, it'll be someplace else. And it's not like the, the Empire tie-ins where it's like, oh, it's a tie-in Empire. Like, no, if it has that on it, yeah, it is the, the next chat. It is a chapter piece. in it. It's not a, it's not a, like, you yeah, know, part it, two it's B. Kind of, it's kind of how they did, they've done events like this before. It's kind of how Witching Hour went. Oh, yeah. Between Justly Dark and Wonder Woman, you had to, like, follow where it went to. Yep. Which, of course, for collectors is maddening. Um, because when you put these things away, if you have a long box, where are you going to put this? Yeah, this is going to X Factor or Ten of Swords. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, yeah. So yeah, I mean that is definitely part two. It is definitely part three. two. Okay. And part three will be Wolverine number six. Yeah, which will be not this not this week, but the following week. Exactly. Um, so that's the thing is it's twenty two issues, but it's like so once a week. According to this, actually, it's not once a week. So September 30th, X-Factor number four, October 7th, Wolverine. Now, of course, this could have changed because, of course, post 
with COVID going on, things have been like altered and this might've already been printed. Um, Wolverine number six, X-Force number 13, and Marauders number 13. It'll all come out. Which will be chapter three, four, and five on October 7th. So, yeah. So this will this is probably going to go a little faster than we think. Yeah. Um, it's just going to be a lot. Right. Going to be a lot. Yeah. Uh, and of course we have a couple other super chats uh, oh, Lewis Cox says Apocalypse for me is on the same level of Thanos or Dark Side of Evil I completely agree uh, I always considered Apocalypse to be like standing shoulder to shoulder with Thanos yes uh, and I'm like frustrated that they never really did it like yeah. you never saw it except like in like Donny Cates' work right. occasionally Cates would be like I think it's all cool. And it's like, yeah, Donnie, I agree with you. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's and been a long time since we got you to do that. Yeah. And they definitely both have like Thanos and, and, Apo and not Apo yeah, Apocalypse in particular kind of had that like, I'm not a bad guy. I just think I'm right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm also just so powerful that most people don't argue with me. Right. It's just like, I, you think I'm a bad guy because I'm going to kill yeah but it's because of what i'm doing is for this greater good that i think of yeah which is not right you know i was just thinking about this because I, I i pitched out this idea and i think we've talked about this before that like the big secret wars event for x-men is going to be called age of apocalypse mm -hmm. because everyone loves age of apocalypse and it's a massive x-men story everyone yeah, loves yeah, it yeah. but i'm thinking like if this is the apocalypse event mm -hmm. what if it's days of future past well that ooh, that's interesting because that was technically one of like the the Secret um, Wars tie-ins. Well, yeah, but no, like, that was years of Future Past. But yeah, yeah, what? Yeah. what, what no, no, you're right. No, go ahead. Well, because because of Moira, because we've got the Apocalypse event. Mm -hmm. You know, like we got to like Hickman got to do a Thanos event. I'm going to put Infinity on it. It introduces the Black Order and stuff, and mm -hmm. does all kinds of other crap. The next one is Secret Wars, though, yeah. and it's my universe-spanning event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Age of Apocalypse and Days of Future Past both conveniently kill off every non-mutant character from the Marvel Universe, but still plays in the larger Marvel Universe. Mm -hmm. So either one could be an event that, like, plays with the old title, but also in, from the title you know that, like, Spider-Man and Iron Man won't be players in that story. Right, right, right. <laughs> You know, I was just thinking, this has nothing to do with anything, and I don't think it actually means anything, so mm -hmm. this is more like a visual thing. Okay. But I was thinking about in Powers of Ten, how um, in the uh, like Age of Apocalypse sort of future where like Apocalypse is there, Moira's all apocalypsed out. Yes. Not that she looks like Genesis. No, but she but is like, apocalypse. It's almost like yeah. he was just like, I can't help myself. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <gasps> And Coach Pino says, uh, "Have you seen something is kill seen the something is killing the children variant cover of Department of Truth? I wish I had one hundred fifty dollars for that. No, yes. uh, it's basically just the same cover as the first issue, but it says Department of Truth and has like the character on it. Um, oh, really? Well, that would make sense that he could make that happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. One hundred and fifty dollars. I know." Well, there's that one. That's not it. You know what? I'll pull it up for her later. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll find it. Trust me, it's dope. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's it. We want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. Listen, if you want to help us out, the best way to do so, of course, we want a big thank you to everyone in the chat who used Super Chats and helped support and sponsor today's episode. But if you do want to help us out and you don't have the scratch, do not fret. All you got to do to help us out the best way, subscribe oh. and watch the show. You subscribe and watch the show it will help us out because you'll know we're here you'll be able to watch the show and be here with us that's that's all we're that's all we're asking is if we're making a show watch it that's dope <laughs> the department of truth yes uh, oh yeah oh man 150 dollars bite me <laughs> that's nuts i'll have to see yeah 
But that's it. Uh, also, uh, of course, stay tuned next tomorrow for Elseworlds Exchange, Wednesday for the last non-Halloween-themed back issues of the month. Uh, that's right. October is Tiffany's time where uh, it's... <laughs> it isn't, it isn't. You picked some and you're like, I want to do this. I'm like, fine. Well, I was like, we should do... No. I said, we... Maybe, what do you think about doing this? And you were like... <gasps> oh, no, 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 no. I meant like you picked one like that you oh. did. And I was like, all right. Yeah, yeah, I did that. But, uh, no, but I'm saying like uh, October, we're going to be rolling out with <laughs> horror and spooktastic themed comics. We've got a GBU shot already that's spooktastic. We've got at least two, if not three, episodes of back issues that have spooky comics of They're some kind. They're spooky, kind of. Like, listen, there's only so much we can do in terms of that. For me, some of the best horror comics, of course, are independent. And, and they're not going to be back issues fodder. Like, no, it just doesn't work. No, no, no. no. Uh, but would you like to see the Hill House episode of GBU? Let us know in the comments down below. It would help us out. And if we, it just, just to know whether that's something that you guys would actually check out. Because, of course, GBU, uh, when it started, it started strong, but now the algorithm shifted you know it's mostly a fan favorite show so yeah and that's fine we like doing it so like that's a lot of fun yeah like we have a good time octophony thank you very much danielle <laughs> uh i called it poptober because of the wpix channel 11 shocktober yeah, event because everybody knows that yeah uh, well you know i'm like well they assumed i knew what the hell a shocktober <laughs> was but uh i don't know what the hell it's called please let us know what a horror themed or halloween themed month of October for Comic Pop would be called if you don't want to weigh in on the Hill House book. Tiffaween. God damn it. Uh, all right, everybody. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks a lot for watching. So long. Bye, guys. <laughs>